Hey, what's up, y'all? And welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast. And I'm here with the Jamin Martinez, J Money. How is it going? The J Money, I love that. I'm so good. Neighbor Dean, how are you? I'm doing great. You know, I'm in my 140th day of quarantine. Uh, I'm dying right now. Like, uh, but we're living. God is good. He is great. And so, uh, but Jamin is an intern at the church that I work for. And she is uh, passionate. She loves prayer. Um, She could explain more about herself than I could. But um, as I was thinking about recording on the podcast and maybe getting some guests as um, Talyn is out right now, I was like, me and Jamin have been trying to set up a time to do this podcast for what, months? Since October. It's true. This is it, finally. This is our dream come true right here. Yes, this is it. Quarantine, Quarantine, COVID-19 made us come together. So uh, I just wanted to interview what our leadership thought will be about today is this idea of her passion. And uh, I know you haven't heard Jamin speak a lot right now, but when Jamin talks, the second that she speaks, you're going to be able to hear her passion for Jesus and her passion for people. Um, It's, I mean, that's, I mean, you're going to be able to hear it. And so Jamin, you know how I opened this question. What is your why? Why do you do what you do? Tell the people who you are, anything. Yes. Um, cool, cool. I would, are you ready for my caption? This is my Instagram caption. Here's my why. It's going to be this. I would say, because everybody can hear, but not everybody is listening. Mm. And I say that because um, that's super personal for me because I um, just grew up as a church girl in a Christian family, going to church all my life. But um, in my teenage years, we had some family um, dysfunction and issues and a lot of um, death and divorce and affairs. And that kind of spun me into, um, you know, where you're trying to be the church person, but you're also like, you're just struggling hardcore. So I'd go to church and I'd go to leadership meetings and I would hear, but I wasn't really, um, yeah, I wasn't really listening to what Jesus was really saying to me in those times. So I think that's kind of the case for a lot of young people, I think, these days. Definitely. I think, I think what you said is true. Cause speak, cause I come from the other side of kind of the pendulum of, I didn't know who Jesus was till I was 13. Um, and I really didn't get saved till I was 16. And so maybe speak to that. What's the, what's the struggle for someone who is born in kind of born? I don't know if you were born into a Christian family, but born into people yeah. who know Jesus and love Jesus. What's the pressure? What's the, what's, What's the takeaways? What's the great stuff? Like, what did, what did you learn? Yeah, yeah. Um, the great stuff I would say is that I, I mean, through my parents, my grandparents, my great parents, like there's pastors all up and down my family line. And so I feel like Jesus, um, man, was just never foreign to me growing up. And so even through um, my struggles and my sin and identity crisis and all that, I struggled and I knew that the world was tough but I always had a home in Jesus hmm. it kind of looks chaotic sometimes <laughs> but I always had a home in Jesus and so yeah. that was cool but I mean along with that I feel like there was this mentality of like um, because I come from a place um, where Jesus is talked about and common and loved and cherished that it's like oh man I should always know better than you know xyz like I should always know better I should always do better and be better because um, yeah, I just held myself to like this crazy high standard thinking 
that because I knew Jesus, I knew better than anyone else, which in itself is like this like twisted sense of pride that, yeah. you know, I think a lot of church people struggle with anyways, but yeah. So there are some good things, definitely some tough things. I think, um, man, Jesus just had to break me of a lot of religious mentality in general, um, like in my teen years. So I really got to know the real person of Jesus and his love for me. So that's yeah. that's so good i think i think what you speak to is true i think a lot of christian kids feel that pressure of like maybe you have to be on all the time <laughs> like everyone's like during say during the quarantine like everyone's looking at not the people who don't know jesus they're looking at people like you and me they're looking at the families who say through all times we have faith and then we're tested in our faith and people are like what are you gonna do now like right what are you gonna do now and so that leads me to my next question how is okay. quarantine going for you? Are you living? <laughs> are you dying? Are you thriving? What's going on? Oh, okay. Let me just say this. Day one of quarantine. Day one, I rearranged my whole apartment with my roommate <laughs> like four times. And I let her cut my hair. Like I have long hair and I'm pretty like picky about it. But I was just like, girl, just cut it. I don't even care. She never cut yeah. any hair before. She didn't know. But I was just like, I have such a mentality of like, I have to be productive or I have to be doing something like at all times. And so I went crazy day one and I woke up day two and I told myself, Jamin, you got to figure yourself out a new lifestyle, a new reality, a new schedule. Um, (laughs) Or else you're going to like come out of this bald or something. (laughs) Um, So that being said, um, I definitely figured out a new schedule. And I'm taking this time to like really dive into health, like personal health, yeah. um, not just physical, but also like spiritual. Like, hey, now that um, we don't have the massive gatherings and um, all the prayer readings and stuff, like what is left that says this is me and Jesus? Hmm. You know, because really that's what I'm, that's what we're taking to heaven, man. It's not, it's not the gatherings. It's not, yeah. you know, all the meetings and details and the hype. Like it's literally what is left when it's just you and Jesus in the room. That's good. And so, bro, I just been diving in hardcore every morning. The first thing is Jesus and exercise. That's mm. it. Come on. Um, that, I mean, that's true. It's like, I think too often we, we forget that we are, um, all this other stuff isn't going to matter at the end of the day. Like, Right. It's not gonna, uh, it's not gonna, like, God's not gonna be like, hey, how big w- was your gathering? Um, how right. big was your social media following? How, how big were all the other things? All he's going to say is this one thing, like, who did you love? How did you love them? And did, do you know me? You know, uh, I love mm-hmm. the scripture when, uh, and I think I've shared it with the interns before, where I was like, when you pull up to heaven, he's actually going to say, did you know me? Like, (laughs) could you imagine how twisted that was? Like, they were like, who's going to be the best? And he was like, "Uh, none of y'all, but I'm going to ask the question, who knows me? Um, And did you love me? And did you love others? And so I think, I think, I think you're, you're touching on a good point Um, because I don't know what, what do you think about this? Do you think that things will ever be the same? Or do you think things will change from here on out? As far as like quarantine? Just quarantine, quarantine. Yeah, after quarantine. Like what's, do you think, do you think church is going to change? Like what do you think is going to be, yeah. what do you think is going to be different? Yeah, I hope that it's changed, honestly. 
um, because I think what we're getting now is like this new sense of, oh man, um, the church isn't just this thing that we gather for, that we prep for, or these services aren't just why we have 40 hour work weeks, you know? I mean, I am the church. And if I'm not having conversations, whether it's at, you know, one-on-one coffee meetings or gatherings or Zoom, um, man, if I'm not doing those things, I'm not in community and therefore I'm not like getting the full benefit of the body of Christ. Hmm. And so I hope that like this, um, like this almost brutal reality that the church is facing right now of like, oh man, what do we do when we can't physically be together? I hope that it really just pushes us forward in the days to come to really just question, okay, like what's real? What's really valuable? Where's mm. the glory? What are we even doing here? Mm. So I think, I think we'll ask the harder questions in the days ahead. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I was sitting in a, um, in a conversation with my family and we were talking about this concept of what's going to change, what's going to be the same. And there's two things I realized. One, I think we realize how many meetings we have in general that could be done in a phone call. <laughs> I think that's what we realize. And, and, and another thing is I think we'll realize the benefit of digital because we're like, we're in a, like you're older than me, but you know, we're in the, in the similar time frames and like, but we're like the digital age is here, but it's not to me. I feel like it's not really here. People are still like, why are you on your phone all day? And why are you going live? And, and I don't think it's, I don't think that stuff's sure. gonna be a joke anymore. I don't think it's going to be funny anymore. I think people are going to be like, yo, you're going to lead us in the next generation. Uh, Cause wow. soon people, this is what I think soon people will stop or slow down how much they go to physical stuff. And they're like, you need to entertain me on my six inch device. Go, <laughs> you know? And so yeah. I think you're right. We should hope that it does get changed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even in general, like it's making us put aside a lot of things that we thought were necessary, whether that's to do church or even just to like, you know, do a day of not rearranging your house or cutting your hair. Like Mm -hmm. it's making you put things aside that you think you need Mm. in order again to ask yourself like, what is real? What really matters? Yeah. And so, yeah, I would hope that, I hope that things change and I hope that things slow down a bit, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's a perspective shift, I think, Mm because I remember I was sitting one, I cleaned my room. So people know I've simplified my life. It's total simplified. I talk about it all the time. People probably get annoyed, but I love it. And, uh, but what, what I realized is my life, like the stuff I wear, the stuff I use, like when you're only in your home, you realize I don't use any of this stuff actually. Yeah. Like I don't use th- Like I, like I have a bunch of stuff in this closets that are right next to me mm-hmm. of stuff. I, I can't do it, take them anywhere. Cause of social distancing. But realizing all this coffee mugs and like the, the, the reason I gave you a hat is because I literally do not wear that hat. I wear it once, you know what I mean? Like all this yeah. stuff, realize we don't that's use. A good hat. And I that's think guys, hat. oh, come on. I haven't seen you wear it yet, but that's a different story. Um, I have, I have, I promise. <laughs> I go. promise. Uh, but God is, I, God is a God of correction and he's, mm. what's, what's your priority? What's your perspective? And uh, I think to that, Jamin is like, I mean, at least in your life, like I've seen is like priorities are really big to you. Um, yeah. And so tell me about your priority to keep Jesus first, because 
Uh, we'll talk about the passion you have, but tell me about like, just give us some tips. How do you keep Jesus in the, in the front view? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think um, <laughs> that's so hard to answer because like, I feel like I had to go through like trial and error over and over and over and over again to get yeah. to a place where I like finally under like got it and was able to like tell myself like okay Jamin like you can't do this without Jesus um and and I say this but I literally mean like from ministry internships even like college and <laughs> back in high school like I mean it was just trial and error all the time um but I would say to keep it so to keep it fresh like I'm constantly going back um, in my mind and reflecting on the times that I did not keep him um, priority, keep him number keep him number one. I think um, there's just there's so much beauty in like process with yeah. Jesus. And you talk about your story and your testimony, and I think that honestly, like I needed to fail. Like as much as like I hated that, like I needed to fail. I need. I needed to see like how much strength I did not have. I needed to see how like terrible of a leader I really was when I wasn't leaning on his strength or in his power and I was just doing things on my own. So honestly, like I would encourage people like, like obviously don't deliberately sin, but like, <laughs> don't, like don't be afraid to fail either. Like don't deem that as like, oh man, that is an evil part of my life. I got to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you have to uh you have to appreciate those failures because they really um reveal mm. like the strength and the beauty of Jesus and yeah it's painful because to see his beauty you have to see how like terrible you are and ugly you are and then yeah you just you grow you grow to need Jesus through failure time and time again so i would just encourage man treasure your failures honestly. Wow. It's kind of weird to say, right? But no, that, I mean, that's it. We, we talked about that. We, it's crazy that you just said that because that was literally the topic last week is it's okay. Failure is not fatal. It's okay. And oh, I think, awesome. I think so often as Jesus people, like it's, it's, it's interesting. We're broken people, but we are called to reflect the perfect God. Mm-hmm. I'll never get that. I'll, like, that's a question. That I'm gonna pull up and be like, "Hey, yo, God, help me, help me understand in your language, not earthly. Help me understand in the in the God, you know what I mean?" And so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think we we're we're too scared to fail, and so we don't like, right? It's because it's true, and it's 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 a reality. Is when I am broken or I fail or I, like Jesus is like that's the only thing I can run to. And then what I've realized is then it bleeds into, I don't know about you, but it bleeds into the good moments thing. Cause I'm like, well, shoot. I mean, I saw him bad moment. So he has to be here in this moment, right? Like, Oh, for sure. Has to be. And so, yeah, I think we lose, we lose, sometimes we lose our perspective, but we also forget like it's okay to fail anything short of sin, right. To get close to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? That's what we that's what we say in young life. We say do anything short of sin awesome. to get kids to camp. Um Come so on. that can happen. So that's good, Jamin. You're preaching right now. Come on, you gotta be okay with that process. And I think for me, like that was so hard to learn. Like it's 
still hard, honestly. I'm talking about like it's in the past, but it's like a daily <laughs> struggle for me. Like, um, I don't know if y'all keep up like the Enneagram numbers and personality things, no. but I am like a hardcore number one. So like what that means is like I see right and wrong. Yeah. Like there are no gray areas for me. And so um, for me, like process is really hard to catch. It's really hard to become familiar and comfortable with. Hmm. Um, man, but that's just that's just a journey with Jesus that I think each individual has to go on by themselves. You know, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah I think it's funny because um, I, I know a bunch of ones in my life, and that's how they are. It's like boom, boom, and I'm kind of like, eh, you know. <laughs> what number are you? I'm a seven. I'm a seven wing eight. Um, so. And Jamin, I used to hate the Enneagram. I thought it was the dumbest thing. I just thought it was a Christian. I think I've told you that. Like, I thought it was a Christian uh, horoscope. Like, yeah. honestly, I was just like, because my thing was like, you don't know me just because of my number. And then people right. kind of explained, like, it's not, that's not the point. And I was like, I know that's not the point, but that's what people sound like when they talk to me. Like, oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And Right. But most right. of the time, oh, you're a one, you're a seven. Yeah. Okay. Most of the time it does, which is the worst part. <laughs> I'm like, yep. So I think I'm leaning more into my eight lately, like men more of like taking over, which I need to stop doing. Um, but you know, different seasons. Um, I had someone right. say that your wing, um, actually shows your sin. And I was like, whoa. So they said, what your wing will show you is the moments of sin that you have. And what I found is a lot of times where I fall or make mistakes or hurt people is in my pride. And eight can be very prideful. Wow. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so I, don't, I, I didn't mean to put, I didn't mean to drop that on you. But if you're listening, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> to our next thing this is my it's favorite true. part of the, this is my favorite part of the show now so then i made this it's been a blast and we call this part captions and what captions does is we are going i'm gonna throw out a question to you that people have asked or i have and you have to answer it it as if as if it was an instagram caption Ooh, uh, okay you no know, like new phone who <laughs> this you know like whatever just woke up like this uh, no, you know, all these whatever Instagram captions. And some are, there's a couple funny ones and there's a couple serious ones. Okay. So first okay. question is this. Um, <laughs> I'm actually gonna, I'm actually gonna ask a question you asked me and I thought it was hilarious. If Jesus were to come up to you with the, <laughs> and had a box and gave you a box, what would you want to be inside the box Instagram caption? Bands for days. Bands for days. That's right. Tell us about this love for vans. <laughs> okay, here's the thing: is that um, I love vans, and I always have. Um, if you know me, you know that like I am not like the girliest girl around. Like <laughs> I, I love sports. I love beanies. Like I love hanging with the guys. I love eating pizza. Like whatever dieting is not my thing like i am just so like 
I just, I've just always been more of like a girl with the guys, you know? Um, so that being said, like, I feel like so much of my life was pressured to like figure out how to be a girly girl or how to be what everyone mm. expected me to be. Um, and I just wanted to love vans, you know? Yeah. And I say that, but I like mean so much more than just vans, obviously. Um, but yeah, I love vans because I feel like for the first time in my life, God's done so much in my life this past year, but for the first time in my life, I feel like, man, I don't feel like I have to try to be anything or anyone else than actually who I'm designed to be. Hmm. Um, and I think that's more than just like your passions and your career. Like that's like your interests and your hobbies and your desires and yeah. your favorite color. Like like there's a freedom that you get um, when you just get to know Jesus at a certain level. And so I always say that like Vans is just a funny joke because Jesus, you know, he knows me and he's not, he's not, um, he loves me for me. And so if he's going to give me anything, it's going to be Vans because he knows I love it. <laughs> that went spiritual and I was not expecting it to. Oh, you know me, neighbor Dean, always, always. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I still don't know what I would have in my box. I like maybe what does Nate love? I don't like stuff anymore, so it's like I don't know. Maybe like well, I thought your your first answer last week was really good when you said, "Well, if Jesus handed it to me. I don't want the box. I just want Jesus." I want Jesus, so. <laughs> and then you said that was the cop out answer, and so I was like, "Ah, you right, you right." Um, so good, though. so good. I don't know. Maybe something like tech. I love technology, so I'm a nerd. But your answer is great. Vans for days and the spiritual answer. Come on, that's JB Martinez. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's do another question. Okay. okay. Why did you choose to do LCI, which is the Life Center internship at Life Center? Why did you choose the LCI? Instagram caption. Go. Okay. Um. Instagram caption. Jesus gonna do what Jesus gonna do. <laughs> Here's the thing is that like I knew I was supposed to do like some type of ministry or internship like literally since I was probably like I mean before high school like literally probably middle school like I knew that ministry was after high school for me um but like I said I had a lot of years where um I took kind of a detour um and I had to go through process <laughs> that I wasn't expecting um and I kind of fought it and uh I literally like was stuck in my hometown um for four years because like I could not figure it out I couldn't decide where to go I couldn't um like get myself to commit to a year of just like following Jesus hmm. and not um necessarily pursuing what I thought was going to be my career as far as owning a coffee shop someday or something. Hmm. Um, but it was like green light after green light after green light. Jesus just like couldn't have made it more obvious. It was crazy. Have I told you that story before? No, I haven't. I've never heard that. Bro. Okay. Here's the thing is that I knew I wanted to go to Northwest, right? Shout out Northwest University. So I got on their website and I printed out the list of church partnerships or churches that they're in partnership with. And then it was like three pages. It's probably way more now, but it was like three pages long. I print out the list 
and I, I only know of one church on the list and it was a church in federal way. And I was like, ah, I don't know about that. So I just prayed over it for three days. And on the third day, the Lord was like, he just highlighted life center, like more clear than anything. What? I said, now, Jesus, um, I never heard of Life Center. And to be honest, I really don't think I even like Tacoma. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, how ironic, because now I'm all about it. You're, um, I mean, you're straight yeah, tack town. Bro, I pray about a thing. He told me that. I came um, for a visit like a month later. Um, and here's another funny thing is I went to the 830 service. No one told me about the... Um, <laughs> For those who don't know, 8.30 is our classic uh, old school service, traditional, yeah, traditional service. And so there's hymns and a choir, but go ahead, Jamie. Oh my God. So yeah, so I get into this place and they're singing hymn after hymn and I'm like, all right, like this is cool. Not really what I was expecting, but kind of like how I grew up. So whatever, I'll roll with it. Um, And then I heard the sermon and I got to meet some people there. And I literally like walked out the door, like saying, Jamin, like, this is, this is where you're moving next year. Like, I'm totally coming here. This is home. Like, and it wasn't because it was this massive fancy show or because I was attracted to like the crazy, you know, worship. Like, it was just because I felt the spirit of God so strong because like I said, Jesus going to do what he going to do. Jesus like, if he going wants to do somewhere, he will get he you do. somewhere. So Dang. it was a long story and it was like a long process, but that's you know, amazing like, undeniably yeah that is amazing wow i didn't yeah i so i guess i had this story in my head that you just like i i don't know what i thought because now that makes sense because i have no clue how you got to tacoma yeah because like i know every i knew everyone else that does it i've known for like somehow but you were kind of like she's here uh, I don't know her, but what's up, Jay? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's crazy. And Wenatchee, I mean, it ain't the country, but it's like, it's like when I think of Wenatchee, it's a little different. I, you know, it's a little different. And so, but yeah, you literally could not look at you and not think you were a Tacoma girl now. Like, I love it. Which is crazy with your vans, you know what I'm saying? And your car, hey, Beanie. That's right. That's right. Day. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. That's an awesome story. Jesus going to do. Yeah what he gonna do that's right okay all right so this last question okay (laughs) what quote or um sermon or whatever has just been speaking to you instagram caption what would you so like say you post an instagram caption and you know how everyone does does everyone does they post their you know the sermon quote or a quote like what quote was just been rock in your world hmm. all right give me one second to think about this yeah i think this is gonna be so cheesy but like one of my absolute favorites is c.s lewis mm. okay and his really like original cliche quote is there are far greater things than any we can leave behind far far greater things than any we can leave behind and I keep referring back to that, especially in this time of quarantine, because um, I know that for me in my life, that has always been so true. It hasn't felt so true. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, you know, last year was really great or, you know, this moment or this relationship was really great. Like, how can anything be better? But 
my whole life like God proves to be faithful over and over and over and over again and so I just feel like in this time like it's I mean this time is all about faith right it's all about just believing that the best is yet to come and things are going to change for the better and God is going to use all this for his you know redemptive purposes and story and so I would just say props to C.S. Lewis man because that was written many many years ago and Mm -hmm. it's still so relevant you know in April 2020 today so that yeah that's that's good that's good right is why would you I love C.S. Lewis one because he used to not believe in Jesus which is crazy um now he's like you couldn't think of, you literally could not think of modern Christianity without being like, C.S. Lewis wrote, said this quote, this quote. Um, but you're right. He's my favorite. He's so there's, good. There's things, that, there's things beyond this world that matter more than what's happening right now. That's yeah. heat. That's heat. Jay, Jay Money preaching, preaching the, in, in the spiritual questions and in the funny questions. Let's go. So Bro. good. Well, thanks so much for having me. Seriously. Of I course. Of course. Yeah. No, this is great. Um, and so what we kind of want to get to is this last part. Uh, I call yeah. this the leadership thought. It used to be lead well, young leader. But it's this part where we just want someone to walk away with something tangible or something they can go, I can do this better. Uh, and mm-hmm. again, the point of this show is that young people, people who lead young people, know how to be encouraged as a young person and can encourage other young people. Um, That's why we call it the Youth of the Nation podcast. Um, And so, Jamin, your passion for the Lord can be seen. Like, like, like we used to do video and we don't do video anymore, but I wish we could so that people could see just the passion you have when you talk about Jesus. (laughs) When you talk about that moment of Jesus highlighting, uh, you know, life center and you don't even know what it was amazing and so like tell us where would where does that passion you kind of said your failures but what is that passion where's that birth from and and why and how do you find it in doing an internship and in doing school um and kind of the, Mm -hmm. the trivial things you might have walked through like where and how and why pretty much yeah <laughs> oh man um gosh like I, I wish that I could like give like a step one step two step three like you know this is how you keep up your passion but it's such a soul thing like really it is because I mean anyone can be hyped and anyone can be excited but like passion is so rooted in who you are mm-hmm. passion like keeps you going in the middle of quarantine or you know in the middle of finals or like passion drives you so it's not so it has to be so real to you so i think above anything i would say man you have to make sure that you and jesus are absolutely authentic um i would say i mean every time like i preach or or whatever i i always ask myself like is everything i'm about to say true in my heart and in my mind because if it's not, then I have no business saying it to anyone else or thinking that I can even speak into the atmosphere, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, um, yeah, I mean, passion can't be this made-up thing. Because, um, like, I've been through the anxiety and depression. Like, I've been through it, man. 
and hype and excitement can't get me through those dark nights or those sleepless nights or those, you know, nights where I'm crying and alone, like nothing gets me through that, but Jesus. And it's because like, I, I got to know him in that like hell that I can now like stand on my best days and say like, this isn't fake. Like this is real. Like I know him, like it's authentic. This isn't just because I was raised in church or because, um, you know, I have a cool story. Like this is just because I've known Jesus in dark times and it's, yeah. it's real, you know? That's good. Passion. Hoo-hoo. That's, I hope whoever's listening, do not miss what she just said. <laughs> because I think a lot of young people, and we are mm-hmm. young people. So I understand we're not like above you saying young people, like, no, this is saying right. us. I think we're in this world now where passion and uh, passion in the way of hype and excitement is what gets the platform. But what I'm learning is right. after that's done. So right now, I don't think there's hype and ex- a lot of hype and excitement. Like, yeah, and some things, but like, you got to do it through a screen. And so is your hype and excitement for Jesus getting you through or is your passion? And I think you're saying is it has to be real, Jamin. Um, and that's what I think people see through you is a real, is a real passion. Um, it's because you can't fake the funk. You know, Jesse Lowry, another pastor we know says, um, there's some things that you can't pick up on yourself and it's your own body order and your own pride. <laughs> you know, and like, so you can't pick so that true, up, though. right? Uh, some people will be stinking you like, hey, come on. Hey. Or, you know, like, you, yeah, you know, when you work out, you're like, oh, oh, I need to go shower before I go around anybody else. Um, but I think that's key is it has to be real. Mm-hmm. And so before yeah. we wrap up, like, in that realness, what has been a sweet moment um, that you've seen, I'm trying to ask this the right way, a sweet moment where you've seen your passion for Jesus truly bless someone else. Because I think that's another key of it is we can't keep the passion here, right? Like mm. we can't keep it here. So where has that in the hard moments that led you to passion in the real moments that led you to passion, where have you seen those moments bless somebody else? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, so moving out here, like, I wasn't totally open about um, my testimony and my story just because I had tried to be in the past, Hmm. and I got really hurt for that, and so I told myself, like, hey, like, move to the coma and start over, like, you don't need to talk about your past, Um, and Jesus, you know, said otherwise, and it was like, hey, I'm going to use that part of you, too, I'm going to use every part, Um, And so it's been really cool. I would say that the biggest questions have been the moments where I've got to sit. um, It's usually with high school students. I get to sit with students and I get to tell them my story, but not like, hey, look at me, but like a, hey, me too, kind of sense. Like, it's so crazy. Like when you open yourself up and you are vulnerable, it's crazy how many people will sit across from you at a coffee shop and say, girl, me too, me too, me too. And so I think, um, like, one moment that was really cool is um, with one of my girls. It was our very first one-on-one. Uh, it's probably, like, six months ago now. It was our first one-on-one. So it was kind of like, hey, what do you want to be when you're little? What's your favorite color? You know, kind of <laughs> yeah. like, just kind of like feeling Trying to make it non-awkward. Um, that's right. That's yeah. right. Trying. <laughs> and while, like, chugging my Red Bull, so I'm yeah. talking, like, super, super fast. Yeah, it's crazy. But honestly, we get, like, 30 minutes in. 
and and I just I was like hey girl um I'm just gonna stop right here because this is uh this is so surface level and I don't want this for us and I don't want this for you like tell me about your life like what can you really tell me about yourself and so she sat there and she spilled her whole story to me like from her childhood to to now and um she's 15 now so it's quite a story and I I just sat there quietly and I just kind of nodded every now and again and then finally she stopped and she said okay so what do you think and I said there are so many points that I want to share about my life now so that you know that you are not alone it was crazy to see how much I mean yeah I'm a little older but but it's crazy to see how much our struggles and from family issues to friends to relationships and our identity struggles like everything just lined up and we were able to say you know me too and in the moment like sure those those seasons weren't fun like they were really hard but that moment in that coffee shop I I finally was able to say man this it was so worth it it was so worth it for this moment Um, just to be able to say hey me too but isn't God good and isn't he still going to be faithful yeah, I would say for those moments. I mean, it's beautiful. That's good, right? It's, 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 I don't know if there was a great revival when this happened or kind of like what happened, but service level don't work no more. Um, right? It just doesn't. It's not like, hey, because like what I've realized is if I don't connect with students like on a, on a here level, uh, they're going to be like, nay, we don't care what you got to say. And so every single sermon, every club talk I give, every time I talk to someone, they're going to, they ha- I feel like we have to share a piece of our story. And so they yeah. can see that our passion for Jesus isn't, um, isn't faked. Or right. even if we do fake it sometimes, there's still some reality in it, you know? Yeah. So I think you're true. <laughs> I hear you. yeah. And it, with students, it's, it's huge. And, I'm sh- and I know the girls are blessed and, I know dudes have been blessed. Um, I know our ministry has been blessed by the, you know, just the, just the realness that you share and our stories, everything. Um, right. We share, yeah. I shared that a couple of days ago when we were talking mm-hmm. and uh, to a bunch of interns and we were just like, yo, your story is embedded in everything. There is nothing in your life of Jesus where I, at least this is what I believe where God will ask you to remove your story. He might ask you to put down your cross. Yes. Right. Or put down your pride and put down all this, but he's not going to ask you to put down the trauma and the, how you came to follow him. You know, like, cause that stuff is a part of his story too. Yeah. Um, They're all just pieces, you know? And you, if you want to see the full, you know, mosaic, you got to have the pieces, you know, together. So that's deep. Wow. Well, Jamin, Jamin, you were preaching. Come on. Uh, Come on now. I know it's been awkward. You've only been able to preach to screens for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> and you're doing it again That's this right. Sunday. <laughs> yes, sir. That's all right. You know, what's so, what's so funny is that I used to be so awkward in front of cameras. Like, I would not let people take pictures of me. I hated it. Up until, like, last year when we were doing, like, promo stuff for, like, the internship, I hated cameras. I would mm. get so awkward and sweaty and red. And so, like, I find it funny that now we're in this era where <laughs> it's, they're like my best friends now. <laughs> you can't, you can't be awkward. You got to just let it That's go. That's right. I'm over it. I'm over <laughs> it. I'm just like, whatever. That's awesome. Well, Jamie, how can, 
how can people connect with you if you'd like them to can they follow you like what's up like how can people you know if they want to just see what you're doing what your life is like yeah yeah um okay so i'm like trying to get into the snapchat world but i'm a little <laughs> older i'm 26 so like i'm i'm still learning yeah uh, but i'm really in the instagram game um uh, my name is just jamin martinez j-e-m-e-n martinez um but yeah i mean i would love to connect hit me up there and, and we can go from there i am always open to, to chats and well i was gonna say coffee meetings but I guess that'll be in the, in the future, you know, right now, not right now. Um, but <laughs> soon, 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 soon. I believe it, but Jamin, uh, such a blessing for you hopping on this podcast and, um, just show, showing us your passion throughout the whole podcast, not just the last portion of a leadership thought, but throughout the whole, throughout the whole show. It's just, it's been an honor to hear. And I know that it's going to bless other people's ears. Because um, this is what we need. We need some hope in this in this time, yeah. and in this crazy, crazy time of quarantine and going crazy and sitting in the same chair all day. Like, um, I would encourage all of you go exercise. Jamin said she's been yeah. getting swole lately. Uh, you hey, know that. <laughs> seven days in a row now. Seven days. Day. Look at you. Well, uh, we love you guys, um, Jamin yeah, Martinez. Again, uh, Jamin Martinez, J-A-E-M-E-N Martinez with a Z at the end. Follow her. Don't forget to follow, follow the podcast. And uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Peace. We love you. You tell me you won't never let me drown. Said that you will always be around. Know that you won't never let me down. I know you the king, take the crown. Yeah.